Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thank you so much for being there. Of course, uh, on the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms that are a free download for your smartphone or tablet. You can take the show with you literally anywhere. And then, of course, also you can catch our podcast on both the iHeartRadio app and TuneIn Radio apps, as well as 
everywhere. Anchor is our home base, but our podcast is everywhere. All podcasting platforms. Check it out on, on your favorite podcasting platform. On the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and also uh, ericasher.com. Uh, our, uh, our guest list today includes Gary Smith of NOLA.com. Uh, also, uh, Ross Jackson, who will join us. Uh, Gary Smith at 415, Ross Jackson at 435. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com will join us at uh, 515. And Les East, the award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com, Saturday Down South, and, of course, a uh, great author as well. He'll join us at uh, 535. So Gary Smith talking college baseball at, at uh, 415. Ross Jackson talking Saints at uh, 435. Mike Scarborough talking LSU at 515. And uh, Les East talking everything at 535. Uh, today's program is brought to you by... Uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, voted number one uh, restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. And it's a great place to go, especially, again, if you've got a large party, a lot, a lot of uh, family with your friends, and you're looking for, again, uh, 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 an eclectic menu with, you know, it's got something for everybody on it. Great, great, uh, great opportunity to be able to enjoy a great meal there. Fantastic menu for you. Creole cuisine at its finest. An incredible beer selection, okay? Uh, and then, of course, amazing cocktails. Uh, as I've said many times before, some of the best mixologists we have in, in, in the entire metropolitan area are, again, at the uh, Oceana Family of Restaurants. That's where they're domiciled, and you're always going to get a great cocktail. Uh, also, TVs everywhere, okay? That means 30-plus uh, television screens for you to be able to enjoy your favorite sporting event, even TVs in the bathroom. You will never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it's a combination of, again, authentic Louisiana cuisine and also uh, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana sports culture is second to none. You will walk through Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and check out the memorabilia. If you're a memorabilia buff like myself, it's like going through a museum. Some one-of-a-kind items. I mean, just incredible. So, again, it's really it's just a fun time, a great place to have your next event. They have a private room available for you. Find out more at BobbyBears.com. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner uh, at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. And, of course, it's Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. We all know by now, right? It's so good. Part of uh, the Oceana family of restaurants. Hey, Garland Gillen joined me today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. It was a great show. Uh, we covered everything. We covered the Saints. We covered the Pelicans, the Breakers. Uh, we covered LSU and Tulane football. We talked about all the teams that, that are in the, um, uh, the, the the regionals in college baseball that came that are coming out of, out of Louisiana. Uh, we discussed some high school football, Arch Manning, where he's going uh, uh, to college. Uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I don't know how we fit it all in an hour, but we were able to. So, again, check us out tonight, 6 o'clock on WLE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLE-TV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always at ericasher.com and always on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and don't forget about the WLE-TV YouTube page. Uh, that uh, is also where you can catch all the previous episodes, going back to, again, the first episode ever, uh, back in, what, was that 2012, 2013? Wow, we've been at it a long time uh, over at WLE-TV. All right, um, Saints had their second uh, week of OTAs. Uh, this was the second opportunity for the media to be able to uh, get out to Saints camp and uh, have a look at, you know, which, again, we've talked about before. Don't get too excited about OTAs in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, hitting uh, pads because you're not going to see it. It's just not going to happen. 
It's, it's about, again, the classroom. It's about camaraderie. It's about building uh, a team. It's about, again, the, uh, well, the culture. Uh, it, it's also, again, for the young players to get acclimated to the NFL, uh, players that are coming from another team to learn the, uh, the playbook, to learn the language. You know, look, the playbook is, is pretty much the same everywhere for, for the most part. Okay, they're like uh, Tyron Matthews said on, on, on the news the other night, and it's so true, it's like six coverages. But, again, it's the language, the terminology in a lot of cases that you've got to be able to digest and, and be able to, again, take that from the classroom uh, to the playing field and, and, and uh, the practice field eventually to the playing field. Uh, so this is why this is huge. It's also, again, about conditioning. It's about, again, hardening your body, getting your body ready for the regular season. Now, again, there, there has not been a list that has been put out as of yet by any of the, um, uh, the beat writers on, on who was in and who was out. And we talked about that over the last couple days uh, about, again, maybe, again, some of the, the long list of players that were missing last week. Maybe some of those guys were rehabbing, and, and they just didn't make it to the practice field on Thursday for the media to see them. And maybe they were out on the practice field on, on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, you know, maybe doing walkthroughs, et cetera. Um, again, hoping for some clarity from, from, from the coaching staff and from Dennis Allen on that. Because, again, I think a lot of us that have been versed in, in Breeze um, – and Peyton, right? I mean, if you got a Ph.D. in Breeze and Peyton after the 16 years that they were here, we know that, again, that this is something that was an emphasis, a point of emphasis uh, for Sean Payton until his last two years here. One year, again, he set out because of COVID, and last year there was no reason to set out of OTAs. And, again, I'll say it again, and I'll continue to pound this drum until I'm proven wrong. 58 different starting lineups. That is a byproduct of a team that was not ready to play uh, during the regular season. Their, their bodies were not ready to play. They were often injured. Yes, you've had some, you had some freak injuries like the Winston injury, which was a freak injury. You've had some other things. But for the most part, uh, this team's body was not, bodies were not hard and ready to go. You know, and there are some players that are, that are now coming off of those injuries that are still rehabbing those injuries. And, look, we get it. They don't have to be out at OTAs uh, for the media to see. But what we'd like to know, because, again, we are the conduit to the fan base, right, is ultimately who's there, who's participating, how much of a percentage of the team is participating. And it doesn't have to necessarily be on the field. They could be there working out and rehabbing. To me, that's participation. Uh, but, again, it's key, in my opinion, uh, for this team to have as much of, of a participation as they can, as they've had during the Peyton years, especially now with Dennis Allen taking over and this being a new regime. Yes, you kept the coaching staff intact for the most part. Yes, you're calling the same plays, the same playbook. There's a new voice at the top, and it's not Sean Payton. And let me tell you something. Sean Payton uh, had, had to, had to uh, establish himself when he first got here in 06, just like Dennis Allen's got to establish himself. Look, a lot of the offensive players don't even know who Dennis Allen is for the most part. They know he's the defensive coordinator, but they never had maybe had a relationship with him um, rather than just maybe passing him in the hallway. Uh, he is the head coach now, and he is the final say, and his voice is the, is the voice in that locker room. And that's why, again, I feel it's, it, it is, especially this year, more than, more than any other year in the, in the recent past, that they have to be at OTAs. And it looks like right now the Saints are very mum on, on ultimately who's participating and who's not, who's injured but yet there, and, and who's not. And um, they're short, they're, honestly, they're shortchanging the fan base. And that's just the bottom line. You're shortchanging the fan base when you won't well, it's to give out simple information like who's there and who's not. It's not the regular season. It's OTAs. You don't have to be clandestine. That's ridiculous. All right, let's head to the guest line. I want to talk some college baseball. I, look, when it comes to New Orleans, Louisiana, when it comes to the metropolitan area, when it comes to, again, the Tulane Green Wave, I lean on this guy. 
Uh, he, he, again, follows the collegiate game, whether it doesn't matter if it's basketball, baseball, or football. Uh, he knows everything that's going on with the universities in the metropolitan area. And, of course, Tulane is his forte. Uh, his his uh, website, The Wave Report, is the most comprehensive website for Tulane fans that are out there. If you're calling yourself a Tulane fan and you're not subscribing to The Wave Report, you're getting things second and third hand when you could find out immediately what's happening with your team. And joining us on the program now is Gary Smith of The Wave Report, Newell.com, the Picayune, and advocate. Gary, how are you, bud? Doing good, Eric. Doing good. Gary, uh, obviously, again, big weekend uh, for, for college baseball. Uh, when you start talking about um, uh, four Louisiana teams uh, making it in, in, into regional play, and um, why don't we start with Southeastern and mm-hmm. and, and your thoughts on on um, on on Southeastern heading up uh, to um, Auburn, taking on number one Auburn in the Auburn Regional. Uh, of course, SLU started off slow during the uh, regular season, ended up, uh, again, really catching fire toward the end. They're the fourth mm-hmm. seed in the Auburn Regional. Uh, talk about uh, the, the Lions and talk about their possibility of advancing in this regional. Yeah, they, they, they got – they got a tough bracket, obviously. Auburn, the host, number one seed, and they and uh, UCLA and, and and Florida State, the other two uh, teams in that regional. A lot of blue bloods there in the, in that regional. But but I'll tell you, Southeastern is one of, is is maybe it, it got to be one of the best thirty and twenty nine teams of all time because uh, basically they reeked for most for for the first half to two thirds of the year. They were not a good baseball team. They could not pitch. They couldn't really hit. Um, they found a lot of answers at the end of the season. Um, they 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 were awesome at the plate in the Southland Conference tournament. They they won six games when they were facing elimination, which has to be some sort of record <laughs> um, to, to to win that conference. They they scored fifty three runs in a three game span at one point in, in in that tournament. They've got one of the best players in the regional, and yes, I realize the regional has Auburn. UCLA and Florida State and their first baseman, Preston Faulkner, who's a imposing 6'1", 230-pound guy um, who hits for average, hits line drives, hits home runs, steals bases, is, is the full package. And I have a feature up on him now on the, on the, on the, on the, um, on NOLA.com. Um, just pitch to him at your peril if you're, <laughs> if you're Auburn uh, uh, tomorrow. So, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously the underdog. They're going in as the, the four seed. Um, they don't have a ton of pitching because um, they've had their, their entire rotation was wiped out by injuries before the year started, their, their planned weekend rotation. But they've got a hitter's chance in that, and, uh, and, and they're, they're a hot team. So, you know, we'll see. they they, they got to find a way to beat Auburn tomorrow. I think it's possible. I don't think that's even a lot. I don't think mm-hmm. they're, they're the underdog, but, but they can get that done. And then if they win that game, we'll see what happens. If they fall into the loser's bracket, yes, they just won six straight games in the loser's bracket in the mm-hmm. South right. tournament, but they don't have the pitching depth against the teams they'll be facing in that regional if they if they get there. But I, Mr. Pre- Mr. Preston Faulkner is, is the real deal. He's so good that UNO walked in with nobody on in two outs in the eighth inning of their elimination of their deciding game in their regional in, in their conference tournament in, in Hammond because they didn't want to deal with him at all. And then in the ninth inning, he, tenth inning, he stole second base. And he's got double-digit stolen bases as big as he is, and then scored the winning run because he stole second base on a single. Um, so he, he's the full package, and uh, I'll, it'll be fun to see what he can do against Auburn's pitching and, and, and any other team they face in, uh, in Auburn this weekend. Louisiana Tech is the second-seeded team in the Austin Regional to take on Dallas Baptist, which is the fourth uh, overall seed. And it seemed to me, just, just for the season, just Louisiana Tech – 
midweek games seem to dominate Louisiana teams, you know, yeah. you know uh, throughout the, the, uh, the season. Uh, again, mm-hmm. pretty decent season for, for the Texters. Talk about this particular regional and the chance to advance. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like their chances to advance because they're in Texas region, but they look, they, 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 they had their way with LSU in the regular season. Um, they, they, they've got a, a good weekend rotation. Um, I know uh, same guys that came to Turgeon Stadium last year and just completely dominated Tulane. Tulane got their revenge early this year, went up to Ruston and won two out of three. But they, so yeah, they're, they're a solid all-around ball club. They hit pretty well. They've got good good starting pitching, so that that gives them a chance. I don't. Yeah, they're they're just in. A, I think they're in the wrong regional to win it. Texas was a team that was number one. Um, they were supposed to be Tennessee this year, <laughs> a dominant number one team. They started off the year like that. Then they had a bunch of pitching injuries that set them back. They've got that figured out. They've got maybe probably the best hitter in the country. A power hitter is unbelievable. I don't think Louisiana. Tech is going to be. I don't think anybody in that region is going to be able to match up with Texas, but I certainly like Louisiana Tech's chances to, to to beat Dallas Baptist in their in their first game, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're getting that and, and playing Texas in a what would be a huge winners bracket game on Saturday, and, and we'll see what they can do. Again, they've got they've got good pitching, so it's not like they're going to get you know just just run out of that ballpark or anything by anyone. Louisiana Lafayette is third uh, seeded in the College Station Regional. That's a tough matchup having to take yeah. on the, the second-seeded TCU Horn Frogs. Yeah, that's, that's a tough bracket, and I, and I got to admit, Eric, they're the team I know the least about because, uh, you know, I covered Tulane sure. first. Tulane did not play Louisiana Lafayette this year, mm-hmm. um, so I never did any pre- preparation work um, um, for them. But, yeah, certainly, following it's great that they, they, they've gotten they're back in a regional. I mean, that, that was a program that was, that was, you know, that was dominating for a while there. Um, untimely death of their coach <laughs> they hadn't been yes. to a regional since 2016 really nice to see them back they had to win a good balanced um sunbelt conference tournament to get in and they and they were able to do it um yeah i don't i don't you know i, I would think they would have a hard time with tcu in their first game Me too. but you have a much harder time if you're not in the regional <laughs> right. and they, they're back in for the first time in what six years so that it, it's good to see them back LSU going to Hattiesburg for the Southern Miss Regional. They're the second-seeded uh, team, taking on Kennesaw State. Uh, Tigers, uh, according to Jay Johnson, pretty healthy for this region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, obviously, they're the most talented team in that regional. Um, Southern Miss cannot match LSU player for player. It's just, it's you know, it's, it's hard. I, I, LSU fans are not real confident about this team, and it's easy to understand why. I sat down and watched their first conference tournament game in the SEC against Kentucky. Now they did end up winning that one before losing the next two, but they got two quick outs in the first inning, then a routine ball to the shortstop who proceeds to throw it into the stands. <laughs> a routine play, and that's been LSU's bugaboo all year. Is 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 just untimely errors and, and multiple errors. But they can hit, they can rake, they can score runs. They've got a lot more major league potential talent than anybody else in that regional southern miss has excellent pitching they're they're second in the nation to tennessee and uh and era tulane could do nothing against them in either game this year the first game tulane faced their midweek starter who then after striking out what seemed like almost half the players he faced ended up being their ace of their staff lsu won't have to deal with him he because i'm sure he's going to go on opening night for for southern miss but i think you're going to the winner of that regional is going to be whoever wins the lsu 
Southern Miss game on Saturday because I don't see LSU losing to Kennesaw State, and I don't mm-hmm. see Southern Miss losing to Army on Friday. And that's a heck of a matchup with Southern Miss's pitching and LSU's hitting going on Saturday. Let's talk some Tulane. You really predicted it last week when we when we discussed the possibility of Jake Gotro uh, mm-hmm. leaving Mississippi State as the highest-paid assistant in college baseball and, and coming to Tulane to be their head coach. He declined the offer. What are you hearing yeah. about behind the scenes why that happened? Yeah, you know, I'm not like I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, somebody called me out on it on Twitter, and they're right. I, I wrote he was their top candidate. I don't actually know that for a fact from my from my sources. I I, I certainly think he should have been. Um, he he certainly made it sound like that when he was saying he wasn't interested in Tulane. I am. It, it doesn't surprise me because anybody that was connected with Rick Jones, Rick Jones struggled so much to get back to an NCAA regional in his last six years. He really felt like it was the rule changes in college baseball that just made it hard for, for, for Tulane to win with, with the way scholarships worked and stuff like that. And the guys that worked under him tend to, have a set list of criteria that they want to have at Tulane before they want to take the job. And I don't think Tulane, they certainly weren't willing to meet those criteria the last time they were looking for a coach. And I don't think that's changed now in terms of meeting a set of demands about what has to be in place for somebody to take the job. So I have a feeling that that's what, what went on there um, with Jay Cotro. But I'm hearing that there's plenty, Tulane's got a lot of quality candidates. The one guy that seems to have been, that I know seems to have interviewed for the job, and this kind of surprises me a little bit, is Sean Allen who is an excellent coach <laughs> um, and was um, David Pierce's top assistant when David mm-hmm. Pierce took Tulane to two straight regionals. Um, and, and Sean Allen, but at that time, Sean, Sean Allen was the hitting coach. He's now become Texas's pitching coach. Um, he can do it all. His teams, when he's the hitting coach, his teams hit. When he's the pitching coach, his teams pitch really well. Just surprised me a little bit because from what I heard when he was at Tulane, he really chafed under in recruiting and, and how hard it was to recruit players to a place where you – have to pay a lot of money to play baseball for the program. So I'm a little surprised at that. But um, if he's interested and thinks he can win, I mean, we saw how good a coach David Pierce was in the two years yes. that he was at Tulane, and, and this is his top This is his top lieutenant. Um, the other surprise is usually when a team hires a coach and it doesn't work out, they go a different direction. And, and this is another guy who doesn't have head coaching experience like Travis Jewett did. So I'd be a, still be a little – I'm still a little skeptical of, about that. But I'm, you know, I, I'm, I, if, if he's interested, that's a high quality candidate. And I think people there, some people, and I was one of them that are concerned that it might be hard for Tulane to attract really top guys to a program that's had such a problem getting to the regional. That might not be the case. I guess he would qualify as a Tulane guy, huh? I mean, again, I know a lot of yeah. people are looking at, at guys that played at Tulane, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess he would qualify. Yeah, if he, yeah, exactly. And again, he, I mean, <laughs> All the players on that team um, that played for two years for David Pearson, most of them were not recruited by David Pierce. They swore by that whole staff. They felt like that was one of the – that every one of those guys was an incredible coach, got the most out of their ability. Um, and, and, uh, and, again, that's a, sometimes unusual when you weren't recruit, when a lot of them weren't recruited by, by those guys. But they, <laughs> I remember Lex Kaplan telling me that that, was the, that 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 staff was the best he'd ever dealt with anywhere, including in summer league ball and, in, and anywhere else. So uh, and, and and again, the track record Sean Allen's had everywhere. He's certainly successful. You just attend at Tulane. And, and again, as much as people don't like Travis Jewett, and as much as he didn't win enough at Tulane, he and his staff certainly did figure out how to recruit in the last year yes. or two. Um, and 
And if, if, if you know, and, and the question is, and, and that's a, that, that takes a skill at Tulane. You've got to recruit a certain type of player. You've got to find that type of player that wants to come to Tulane and, uh, and, 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 and do that. And, uh, and that's, that's the challenge in, in getting a new coach. But if, if Sean Allen thinks he can win, <laughs> I think he'd be an excellent choice. It's kind of a catch-22. You'd like to be able to name your coach as quick as possible mm-hmm. because you want to steady the ship. You don't want guys yeah. defecting and, 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 and heading up to, um, uh, you know, to the transfer portal. But at the same time, you probably you want to get a, a quality coach that, that, that is in postseason mm-hmm. play, so you have to kind of wait. Yeah. Exactly, and and I will say this because I did I wrote an article yesterday. I mean, it's common knowledge now that Ethan Groff and Jackson Lynn have entered the the transfer portal, but I have gotten some feedback on that too. That one, all the players' scholarships were guaranteed by Troy Dannon for for you know for whatever their scholarships was worth until next June. This really could be a case of guys doing wanting to see what the options are out there and waiting for a new coach. My again, my my feeling on that is usually when when a new coach comes in and players enter a transfer portal, they're not coming back. But I've I've got some people telling me that in this case, that's not 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 necessarily true. That it's more guys that pretty much everybody's going to test the waters on this roster, and then when they find out who the coach is some of them may change their mind and, and, and come back to Tulane. So it might not – I mean, that was pretty devastating news when it came out yesterday because Ethan yeah. Groff hit over 400 for Tulane. Sure. was just sensational this year, an excellent fielder, too. And Jackson Lynn, um, along with T.O. Banks, is, they're, they're two of the most – probably the two most talented freshmen that came in in Travis Jewett's entire tenure. So you don't want to lose both of those guys. And I, I still think it's likely that Tulane is going to lose a lot of these guys. But I, I know some people that have some – inside connections that aren't convinced that, that there's going to be the wholesale transfer that others expect. Got about a minute or so left. Uh, any other names you want to throw out there as possible candidates? Yeah, I mean, possible candidates. It's, 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 Troy Dannon runs a tight ship when he when he does these searches. I'm 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 not really proud of my work on this to this point in, in finding specific names um, that they're interested in. I know though that Tom Walter, the ex UNO coach, who had tremendous success last decade, who's been at Wake Forest for 14 years, he would love to get the job. Um, and uh, he's got Wake Forest in a regional this year. So, um, but I'm not really sure what Tulane's interest is in, in, in him at this point. I have not heard right. I have not heard anything about him actually getting an interview and of course with Wake Forest preparing for a regional that would be tough at, at this time anyway. But uh the word about him is he would love to return to New Orleans. Um he yeah, has, he, he New has, Orleans. and 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 uh he and and he's a great guy. Um I just yeah. I'm not sure if the interest at this point is reciprocal. One I gotta ask you about before we get out of this Matt Riser. Yeah, I just don't see that. I, he's a great coach too. Um, he, he's another Rick Jones disciple. The guys you're, the guys that are playing at Southeastern Louisiana are not the same guys that are typically playing at Tulane. Obviously, Matt Riser has intimate knowledge of how Tulane works. I just don't. I don't think that that's the right fit at Tulane. I don't think. Let's put. Let's put it another way. I don't think Tulane sees it as the right fit at okay. this time. Could be totally wrong on that. Look. Right now, I, I did ask him about that when I went up to Hammond earlier this week to, to talk, and he said he said he's had tunnel vision on his team this year, which is of course understandable because mm-hmm. he was so sure. excited. It was like the best job. It's an unbelievable. He did an unbelievable job because that team just simply was bad for months. So they beat them twenty three to one in, in Hammond earlier this year, yeah. and, and now they're in the postseason. It, it's an absolutely terrific story. I just 
I don't see he he was he was one of the finalists the last time didn't get it. I just don't see Tulane going in that direction. But he is a hell of a coach. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, if you want a hell of a website, you got to do the you got to check out the wave report. Gary, tell us all about it. Tell us about what you got coming up for us in the in the paper and also at Nolan.com and how folks can follow you on social media. And as always, we appreciate your time. Yeah, again, I know southeastern Louisiana, not necessarily a huge following around here, but uh, they're, they're a good story this year. Wrote a wrote a feature on um, Preston Faulkner, their star player. Hard to find it on the website because there's no dedicated page to southeastern Louisiana, but it'll be in the paper tomorrow. Um, they play they play Auburn at six o'clock tomorrow. Working on the Tulane coaching search. Hope I mean I, I, I de- like you said. They want to do it sooner rather than later, but it's obviously tough if you're going after a coach that has a team in a regional right now. Um, but yep. still, still monitoring monitoring that. Oh, and then of course the other news: Jalen Cook, Tulane basketball player, as expected, did pull his name out of the draft. He will be back. Yeah. Tulane has a chance to make the NCAA tournament next year, and that's exciting. That's great news, no doubt about it. Thanks as always, my friend. Certainly appreciate the time. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for having me on. All right, don't forget about, again, subscribe to the Wave Report if you're a Tulane fan. And you can follow Gary uh, at, at Gary Smith on Twitter. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, generator sales and services, their business. Financing available generators, you can pay that with low monthly mo- notes over time. Uh, new install quality check after one month. After they install whatever they install for you, it doesn't matter. Whether it's an air conditioning system, uh, a, uh, a heating system, maybe a generator, whatever they install for you, they're out that, that the next month. Uh, to make sure that, again, you understand how to work that that, that um, equipment. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then single-day installs. That's right. Right now in their warehouse, they have, um, uh, they have, where, they have uh, generators uh, available to be able to uh, put in your home or your business. So all you got to do is call. Just give them a call. And, and, of course, Jason Burkhardt will come out, John's son. He's in charge of the generator division. He'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for, for a gen- in terms of generator to power up your home or your business when the electricity goes out. And, of course, with that single-day install, you get the 24-7, 365 emergency service and a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So there's no excuses. When it's safe for the, for the uh, technicians to come out and to get you up and running again, they will be there. Generator sales and service, that's Burkhardt's business. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, of course, uh, they are open late, so I don't want to hear, can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore. You can at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Churches. The smoke is back at Churches. Our $6 Smokehouse Chicken Meal is a juicy half chicken served with mashed potatoes and a honey butter biscuit. All that for just six bucks, but not for long. Churches, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Amazing having you traveling on 10 westbound from just past City Park to just past Clearview and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from the airport to Loyola. In the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just before City Park to the high-rise. Look out for delays on 10, on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields 
to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. And also look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And look out for an accident, Dublin at Palmetto. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, um, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's. Three floors of what I'm telling you is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, and uh, folks, let me say this. Uh, the first floor is incredible because you walk in and you can sit down and do and, and do a little people watching with the picture windows that, that overlook Bourbon Street. Or you can choose to go to the uh, authentic French Quarter uh, courtyard that's in the back of the restaurant. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Or just sitting, again, a lot of room in the restaurant on the first floor, which also includes a bar. 
You go to the second floor, as the doors open up, again, again, a beautiful, expansive restaurant for you. But right to your left, as you walk out, it's a Bourbon Street balcony. And again, a, a bar right there for the Bourbon Street balcony. So again, you can dine there, have cocktails there, and go to your own Bourbon Street balcony. Then take your, the elevator to the third floor. And as the doors open up, again, beautiful, uh, beautiful restaurant uh, that features a bar there. But again, it's the Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. So literally, you've never seen, again, the sights and sounds of New Orleans like you've seen at Mambo's, uh, again, Bourbon Street Rooftop Bar. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Incredible cocktails. Uh, and, of course, uh, as always, a great place to be able to bring the family uh, to get together. Maybe, again, you want to have your next event. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Uh, and maybe it's just a night out with friends and getting out there to enjoy it. And you can do it over at Mambo's. Lunch and dinner, seven days a week. They're open late. And uh, to find out more, you go to MamboNola.com. And then when you finish up, right next door, I mean, literally right next door, three steps away in this over 300-year-old building with a beautiful courtyard is the Hideout Bar. Uh, great food, fantastic cocktails, and live music every single night. So right there, again, you can risk with the Oceana family of restaurants and uh, between Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, you can make it a night on Bourbon Street. Hey, next time you're on Bourbon Street, check out the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. It's Mambo's. Make sure you go to MamboNola.com to find out more. All right, joining us in the program now, our good friend Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, and also Saints Wire does a great job with both of, both of those entities, and uh, he joins us on the show now. Ross, how are you? Ross, hey, you there? Eric, doing great, doing great. Uh, good to hear from you, man. Appreciate you having me on. Hope you're doing well. Uh, doing well. Hope you had a great uh, great holiday. Again, the, I guess the, the big thing is right now uh, the, is the – uh, is today at camp, Jarvis Landry was there. Uh, so, again, the media got their first chance to really kind of talk talk to him. And, you know, um, I guess slowly but surely, uh, I guess guys are trickling in, into camp right now with minicamp just two two weeks away, which is mandatory. Uh, I, I've been talking about it, Ross. I'd like to see a, uh, the, the, the club out and kind of club come out and kind of tell us, you know, who's there participating and who's there rehabbing. Because, again, we're not sure of how much of the participation is right now. And you and I discussed this last week about, you know, how it was during the Peyton Breeze era in, in terms of participation. But one thing we do know, if the veterans are not there, the young players are getting an opportunity to get some reps. So in the long run, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's the situation where, like, if you look back at that Peyton and Breeze era, particularly the 2017-2020 season, one of the things that set that roster aside wasn't only the star talent at the top, but it was a young talent toward the depth that kept that team, you know, to the point where they could lose offensive linemen throughout the year, but then, you know, rotate a guy in and be able to hold up and produce just as well over on the offensive side. And so I think that when you look, and same thing over on the defensive side, being able to make changes and shifts there based upon need throughout the season. It's when you look at your ability to be able to make deep runs in the regular season, deep runs in the playoffs, and especially now, right, with a 17-game season as well, it really puts you in a situation to where if you can get a look at these younger guys and start to really get an understanding of what you have in terms of the depth, the guys behind your top-tier players, that's a really good piece of information to get this early, especially over the course of the last two years. You didn't really even have this OTA period and everyone was preparing from, you know, was preparing away from the facility for training camp. So you're giving these young players an opportunity here to be able to prove to you and start to show you who are the guys that are picking out the playbook quickly? Who are the guys that are understanding the scheme, understanding the system, and also giving them the opportunity to understand all of that before they walk in the training camp, as opposed to spending those very precious five weeks trying to learn the playbook, 
learn what their role is, learn how they can contribute to it, and show that they have value, here they get a head start. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, and look, that, that, I mean, that's the silver lining of all this. The other thing is, again, uh, when you look at compare and contrast this past year um, and, and Trevor Simeon and, and Taysom Hill as opposed to an Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston one-two punch when it comes to the, uh, the quarterback position, just my own personal opinion, I think Andy Dalton is an upgrade over, over Simeon and, and Hill at, at, the, at the backup quarterback position. He's done it in the league for a long time. Uh, yeah, may not have the, the success that, that you want, but he was on some really bad teams as well. But um, uh, he seems to be a guy that the coaching staff is going to is going to feel comfortable with if for some reason Winston is is not is not um, healthy enough to go is injured or again struggles at times. What are your thoughts yeah. on the addition of Andy Dalton along with Jameis Winston? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know to start with Andy Dalton. I think one of the things that he gives you too with his experience is that he understands how valuable this time is for getting to learn the offensive system, but also helping these other players get caught up and helping them sort of let me not say get caught up but let's just say get off the ground right like their first experience with the offensive system the new orleans saints players that are there during otas whether andy dalton's throwing the ball to them or james winston is throwing the ball to them they have a an nfl starter throwing passes to them they have a player with experience and understanding of ball placement and what it is that coaches are looking for how to translate the offense how to lead an offense how to command a huddle they're hearing starter quarterback quality calls before they go out and run plays. All of those things have a massive impact. And I think that you're right. I mean, if, you know, you have any type of situation with Jameis Winston where the injury becomes an issue at some point during the season, the Saints are going to be in a very, you know, much more comfortable position than maybe they would have been in, or maybe even considered themselves in last year where they, you know, turned to Trevor Simeon and had, you know, Taysom Hill was injured and all those other pieces when, when Jameis Winston got hurt. Now that you have a guy that's, you know, led NFL franchises before that's coming in to, to, you know, that would be coming in in relief of Jameis Winston in that case. And I think that the, the other piece on top of all that is that you end up having somebody in Andy Dalton who gets to be on the sideline for Jameis Winston, right? The value that he brings to Jameis Winston mm-hmm. and the New Orleans Saints isn't limited to just him coming in in place of Jameis. It's how he speaks to Jameis on the sideline and how he talks to him about what he's seeing. To have that NFL experience, an NFL starting caliber quarterback as your backup that you come off the field and say, okay, what did I not see? Or what did I see there? What did I miss? What did you see? And have that conversation, just like Drew Brees used to have with guys like Mark Brunel and Chase Daniel and Luke McCown. That, there's so much value in that for that starting quarterback. You put Teddy Bridgewater in that case as well. So that extra value for Jameis Winston gives him that additional quarterback coach on the side, if you will, in addition to uh, Ronald Curry, who's also done this at the NFL mm-hmm. level or played at the NFL yeah. level and certainly was you know, an explosive quarterback in college as well at North Carolina. Yes. You see, you know, you, you'll start to see the value of Andy Dalton before he ever even has to hit the field. You know, uh, and I'm sure you do this like I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I go through the rosters, you know, uh, at least maybe once a week, maybe more. Just kind of looking at the roster, you know, it, it's when you got a team that that is as veteran as this one is. There's not a lot of open spots, so you can you can pretty much formulate just even right now who you again may be on the final 53, and then who may end up on the on the expanded practice squad. You know, but yeah, there are always going to be players that are going to emerge. 
to me, the toughest place that's going to be able to break in on this team is on the defensive side of the ball. When I look at them, you know, first, second, third level, there's just not a lot of open spots for, for guys to be, to be able to, to come in and move other guys out. But with that said, uh, there, there seems to be, again, quality depth at every single level as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think maybe the one place where, you know, you, you have some, some questions to answer about depth will be at linebacker. We'll be behind Demario Davis and Pete Werner, who are going to be your supposed starters at you know going into 2022. Caden Ellis made some nice plays in OTAs. They were open to media today that we're seeing. Uh, you know, he had a pass breakup down a sideline on uh, Juwan Johnson. Had you know a, a couple of other plays that he made as well. And so you know, Caden Ellis is somebody that has mostly been throughout his his career so far in the early going for the New Orleans Saints noted as a special teamer, but he's also been oftentimes that third linebacker that they bring in. You know, he impacted that pack, excuse me, that Patriots game last year with getting the pressure on uh, Mac Jones that turned into the Malcolm Jenkins pick six. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you see his, um, his, his playmaking ability really starting to take form. And that's something that the Saints don't necessarily have at the linebacker spot behind Demario Davis. Even Pete Werner is a bit more of a jack of all trades than a master of one, right? He's not really a guy that is an explosive playmaker, but he does mm-hmm. everything so well that it doesn't necessarily matter. And so if you can start to develop some of the playmaking ability behind them with guys like DeMarco Jackson and Zach Bond and Eric Wilson, who's come in as a veteran this year, and Kate Nellis, then maybe that's a space where you can look at, okay, how does the depth shake out there and, and, and who rises to the top there? And then the other spot that I would look at that has a space open at the top, but the depth is still going to be very good, I think is going to be the interior defensive line. The big question is, who's going to be the person next to David Onyemata? So once they answer that question, you're looking at NFL veterans like Contavia Street as well as Jalil Johnson. You're looking at yes. a young rookie in Jordan Jackson who's hyper-athletic coming out of the Air Force Academy. Look at Shy Tuttle, Malcolm Roach, these guys that – have experience at the position and Albert Huggins who can kind of serve as your nose tackle. So there's some really good players there that are going to fill out the depth. You just kind of have to figure out which one of the, is the cream that rises to the top, right? So those two spots will certainly be there, but I think you look at depth at edge rusher, it's there. You look at depth at safety, especially with a guy like um, Justin Evans, who's you know making plays in OTAs. That's there. The, the depth at cornerback is there with Bradley mm-hmm. Roby extended and then uh, Alante Taylor acquired in the draft. There really is a lot of depth on this roster, and when you look through it, particularly on the defensive side, you're right. Not a lot of places that some of these guys are going to be able to break through, but there will be those spots here and there where certainly they'll be able to have an impact, whether they're you know, rising to the top as a first-teamer or they're in there as you know, valuable depth and especially rotation on the defensive interior. You know, Ross, I agree 100% with you, and it goes back to what you and I have talked about several times on the program, Quan Alexander, who's still out there. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, yes, he could be a guy that could start with you, uh, for you uh, next to Demario Davis because they played so well as a tandem. But, look, we know injuries happen during the season. And mm-hmm. to have quality depth and uh, a guy like that, if you decide to go with a Werner, okay, to having that guy playing in spot plays or, again, bringing him off the bench or, again, when there's an injury, to me, that, that again, that upgrades that linebacker position. That's kind of the one I'm kind of waiting on right now to say, okay, are they going to let him get away? Do they feel that comfortable right now with, with again, um, you mentioned Caden Ellis, Pete Werner, uh, and, and, of course, uh, you know, the rookie coming in, uh, Jackson, that they would, they would not re-sign him. You know, based on what we're looking at right now, I mean, he signed for a very attractive contract last year. I, I got to believe he's not breaking the bank here. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you just signed Jarvis Landry to effectively a one-year, $3 million contract. So you're in a pretty good uh, estimation in terms of where it is that you would be able to find the valuation of a of a contract for Quan Alexander, which would very likely be of that minimum deal or something just above if you wanted to throw in some additional guarantees. And, you know, he would provide you that playmaker, right? We were just talking about the, the lack of playmaking mm-hmm. behind Demario Davis. Quan Alexander has always sort of been that guy, his sideline to sideline speed, his ability to click and close how quickly he reads and reacts over on the defensive side in the run game. Now, sometimes he'll, you know, take a bad angle and things like that, but you give some of that when you, you know, grab a guy that's going to be able to make some plays for you in the passing game as well. And even, you know, bringing back Quan Alexander, he might not jump ahead of Pete Werner uh, to be the, you know, the guy that hits the field most of mm-hmm. the time. But if you have the rotation of Pete Werner on those first and second downs, and if you're in a third and long situation and you want another coverage linebacker out there who operates like another safety for you, then Quan Alexander is a guy that you can go out there and you can stay in a nickel package just in case, you know, something happens close to the line of scrimmage, but still have the athleticism to guard and defend pass catchers like you would with a dime package and a six defensive back out there. That's how good Quan Alexander is. And so I think that that would be the, the bonus there is that you get that playmaking ability and that versatility to be able to use in situational defenses. And how much does the speed increase in that second level when he's there right. as well? Absolutely. I mean, like I mean, that's the other part. Of it. I mean, again, <laughs> uh, you know, that's athletic and, and a speedy linebacker, no doubt. Uh, why don't you, uh, Ross, tell us uh, about how folks can follow you on social media, and then of course the the two the two entities you're, you're you're involved in right now. The podcast is, is fantastic. Again, uh, you tried, uh, tell us about that, and also again what you're doing with Saints Wire. And, and look, I'll tell folks this again: whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, again your email box, Saints Wire can come directly to you. You don't have to look for it. All you do is again subscribe, and you'll get all of Ross's stuff right right there in your email box, or, or again on your social media platforms. Tell us all about it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, absolute pleasure always to be able to share the work. And so, uh, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, we got the Locked on Saints podcast, uh, usually drop in in the morning, sometimes the night before to make sure you have it for your early morning drive or maybe even your lunch break, whatever it is that you're looking for. That's on your favorite podcast apps as well as on YouTube as well. Uh, tomorrow's episode, diving in a little bit more into the run game off on the offensive line. Do the New Orleans Saints have the best offensive line in the NFC South? It's kind of been breaking it down. All week, and of course, we'll also go over OTA observations, who stood out, who was present, everything like that. So you get the latest information there, and you get a little bit of information to take away and uh, you know have some discussions with your friends about the best offensive line in the NFC South, right. whether or not the Saints are up there. And then I uh, have some great work coming out over at uh, Saints Wire, you know, daily pieces over there. Got a big piece coming out about just looking at and breaking down all of Tyron Matthews' deep center field safety snaps mm. that he took last season and what happened how he impacted the game and what that might look like, especially with, uh, you know, the potential of Marcus May being suspended. If he's asked to play some of that deep safety role and you want to know a little bit more about what that looks like and how that can impact the New Orleans Saints defense, we'll have that over for you next week over at Saints Wire as well, some daily pieces as well. And, of course, to keep up with all that, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Everything that I do, everything that I post gets shared right there. And let me tell you something, folks. It's worth the follow and it's worth the, uh, worth the time to check out the podcast. Always good stuff and always good stuff at Saints Wire as well. We appreciate your time. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks as always, Ross. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, bud. Take care. Stay safe. I'll talk to you next week. 
All righty. There he goes. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast and also Saints Wire. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new system, uh, folks, I'll tell you right now, shop around. You're going to do that, right? You Again, most of the time when you're making a purchase like that, you're going to get multiple prices, uh, you know, from, from, from reputable companies. Remember Burkhardt. Allow Burkhart to at least give you a price. Again, see the professionalism. Uh, again, uh, talk to, uh, again, some of their former, co- some of their, their, their current customers, people, guys, people that have, have utilized them like myself for over 30 years. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Uh, where, again, you'll be saving money each and every month uh, on electricity because of, again, the, the newer systems. And, of course, Burkhardt, the experts when it comes to uh, installing a system, treating your home like their home, understanding that you're trying to run a business at the same time, maybe you need that air conditioner uh, um, uh, installed. They're going to work with you. It's what Burkhardt does. So, again, before you sign that contract with any other company, make sure you reach out to my friends at Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com acpromise.com today's program brought to you by our friends at Oceana Grill and the Oceana family of restaurants Oceana Grill Bobby Bear's Caging at a restaurant Old New Orleans Cookery Mambo's and the Hideout Bar all are open late all are open seven days a week get out there and grab a cocktail or a great meal at one of the Oceana family of restaurants we'll be right back Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric. 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free. Intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good hey i'm andy if you don't know me it's probably because i'm not famous but i did start a men's grooming company called harry's 
The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 4455 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 4455. Enjoy! Cheers to 30 years. The New Orleans Wine and Food Experience is celebrating 30 years for a good cause. Join us June 7th through 12th for wine dinners at Vanola, our high-end wine tasting event at the Four Seasons Hotel, and at our grand tastings with wines from around the world and food from New Orleans' finest chefs. Let loose at our burlesque show or our drag show or both. Tickets are available now at nowfee.com. Must be 21 to attend. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie.
Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Also, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our di- digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. At Nash FM 106.1 and also ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, we want to thank our guest in the first hour. Uh, uh, we had uh, uh, Gary Smith of uh, Noel.com and the Wave Report and Ross Jackson of uh, uh Locked on Saints podcast as well as Saints Wire. Coming up at uh, 5.15, it's going to be Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, followed by Les Seeks at 5.35. He's with CrestedEastSports.com um, uh, and Saturday Down South and also an accomplished author. Today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Um, of course, uh, Mambo's. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Country, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the Mothership, uh, Oceanic Grill. Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for every day of dining by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. They close at 1 a.m. Sometimes they're open as late as 2 a.m. They open up early, though. They open up at 8 a.m. with, again, New Orleans Best Breakfast from 8 a.m. Uh, all the way until 1 p.m. So there's a late breakfast for you there as well. Uh, lunch will start at 10 o'clock and go to 4 o'clock, and from 4 until 1 a.m. is the dinner service. The breakfast service is outstanding. And I'm telling you, if you love breakfast, you will love the breakfast at Oceana. Uh, but, uh, but because there's a, 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 a overlap between uh, breakfast and lunch at 10, 10 a.m. with lunch starting, again, there's something for everyone on that menu. So you may be in the, in, in the mood for lunch. Someone else may be in the mood for breakfast. Best of both worlds. Cajun Creole cuisine that will delight uh, for lunch and, and, and dinner. Also, don't forget, incredible cocktails, great beer selection. Uh, and then, of course, that authentic French Quarter Courtyard in which you can dine in. It's also dog-friendly. Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests uh, for your next event. And when there is an overflow and there's not an event uh, at Oceana Grill, then, again, they utilize that for overflow for, for the dining rooms. But let me tell you, you want to have your event at Oceana Grill, they do a fantastic job of putting on an event uh, from, from, again, the menu to the staff, and then you just steps off Bourbon Street. Uh, so if you want to keep the party going, you can do that as well. Uh, it's family-friendly, uh, but also a great place where, again, if it's the first date, maybe, again, celebrating an event, or maybe trying to close a business deal. Uh, you can do that all at Oceana Grill. To find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. Uh, Oceana Grill, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily, and that's seven days a week, is the best time off Bourbon Street. And, of course, we are so proud to have Oceana and the Oceana Family of Restaurants, the Bader Brothers who own, own the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, been uh, sponsors of this program since before Katrina. Okay, and so we've been through a lot together between the Katrina and the pandemic and everything else we've been going through. Those guys still hanging tough. Uh, we appreciate their sponsorship here on this program. All right, we're just a few minutes away from um, uh, from Mike Scarborough. We've got Corey on the line from Slidell. Corey, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, I'm doing. I'm feeling good, Eric. Feeling better. Uh, how about yourself? Doing doing pretty good, Corey. Just another day left in the week, and then we got the weekend ahead of us. Uh, not 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 bad for a little short week here. Yeah, I have a situation that uh, me, my wife, and a bunch of friends we brought four tickets to go to Atlanta 
for the Saints opener. And mm-hmm. the tickets that we brought was on the visitor side of, you know, for the opposing team. Sure. And I want to say it's row 134 when we brought the tickets. So, and then after we brought the tickets, they had a like fine print saying it's a, the uh, Falcons fan club, super fan club. And they say no right. opponent with, a, you know, I guess the Saints jersey or whatever can sit in this particular area just basically for the, the Falcons fan club. So I contact the Vivid, that's up right, Vivid Seats. I contact the lady and they were like, well, there's mm-hmm. no way that you can get reimbursed. You can't get your money back. And my and I was asking, I'm like, well, I don't want my money back. I just, like I say, the ticket said we can't sit there. And she was like, well, uh, just go to Atlanta, and if you have any issues, just let us know. But the problem is I have an issue now. Why should I wait till I get to Atlanta sure. to address something? I can, we can address it now. And she just gave me the runarounds, and I just felt like that. You know, I know it's going to be an issue going there because the fact is that, you know, it's stated on the ticket that you know, the opposing team cannot sit in this particular area. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, well, the seller, because they can't release the tickets. Well, he can't. he's not releasing the tickets to – Nine September the ninth, two thousand and twenty-two, and I was like, "Well, can you put the pressure on him? They want me to sell a ticket, so I can't sell none that I don't have that he never did release right. until sure. a later day. I mean, that's two days before the game, so it's gonna be impossible to try to sell it and right. get tickets before we can pretty much actually go to the game." Mm-hmm. So, well, let me say I this: just, I, well, normally we don't do that, but you explain the situation to uh, to Rudy before you came on. Immediately in the in the in the break, I went to the Vivid Seats. Um, uh, uh, website, and now I understand the tickets say you can't sit in that in that section with the Saints uh, with Saints gear on, but there's mm-hmm. nothing in the vivid seats of uh, fine print in terms of prohibitive conduct uh, that that would not allow you to do that. Now again, mm-hmm. the, the 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 stadium may have an issue with it, the club may have an issue with it, with it, but you know, Corey, I, I, I was just thinking about this in the break. I've been to ten games in Atlanta, going back to. Uh, uh, the 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 old Atlanta Stadium in, in the, into the the, the, the older dome and, and then and the Mercedes Benz, um, mm-hmm. and I mean I, I've always worn Saints gear and look we've always had to had to sit in a section with Atlanta Falcons fans. Now it's not the fan section like you said. I guess that must be a super fan section where right. they're sitting. But but I, I'm sure that they cannot deny you admittance uh, in in terms of that, especially if you, you've you've already again addressed it with vivid seats. Now I can give you a suggestion. I don't know how far it's going to go. But I would contact the Saints uh, ticket office and let them know what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Every single visiting team gets a block of tickets that's good, that is sent to them from the opposing team. So, again, the Saints have a block of Atlanta tickets. I'm not saying they mm-hmm. could, you know, switch those tickets out for you, whatever, but the Mike Stanfield may be a, he's the head of tickets over there. He may be able to give you at least a, a, an avenue to maybe, again, to be able to work this thing out. Look, I understand it's a third party here with vivid mm-hmm. seats and, and, the, and the individual owns the seats. But, again, on one hand, you want to go see the Atlanta Saints game. You don't want to be dressed in, it, uh, in anything but Saints gear. Yeah. And, and you want to be in a situation where you can enjoy the game as well. And uh, for, you, for you to get these tickets and then they read this on the fine print after you've purchased them, that's not, that's not fair to the consumer. Of, of, you know, right. In your case, again, the ticket buyer. And with Vivid, they just they, they give me so much of a run. I, I, the, the young lady I talked to yesterday, she gave me her first name. Right. So I said, so what is your last name? Oh, I can't give you my last name. I can give you the initial. <laughs> that could be anybody, Eric. Yep, could be anybody. Could be. That's, that's stupid for her to say something stupid like that. But, yes. <sighs> but I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, why, why don't you look, Mike Stanfield is the head of tickets over, over at New Orleans Saints. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, look, he talks to the public all the time. If you, Maybe give him a call. It's, I think it's 731-1700 is the phone number. And just tell them what the situation is. They may be able to work out something for you, may be able to help you. They may not be. But then at that point, but, look, I understand. Uh, I understand you don't want to be sitting in, 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 a, in a super fan section. But at the same time, you're going there to support the New Orleans Saints. Okay? Right. And, and you want to be able to wear what you want to wear. Yes, yeah, so Can you go uh, give me that number one more time, Eric? Let me see. Sure. 731-1700. 731-1700. Mike Stanfield is, is, is the head of tickets over the New Orleans Saints. Say it one more time, 731. 731-1700. And that's area code 504 because I know you're in slide out. Okay, then. yeah. Okay, now. So, and, and look, they may be, look, they may be able to help you. And, and understanding what you've done, trying to, you know, trying to get there for the season opener, mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't go out of their way to try to give you a hand. Okay, now, look, the problem is, again, we know it's a third party selling these tickets. And right. it was vivid in the middle of this. Uh, yeah. But, again, you never know. You know, again, they may be able to put some pressure. But um, I, don't, I don't see anything in the bylaws that I was able to read uh, in, in, in the break that says, that, again, that you can't wear what you want to wear to a game. Now, I know that's on the ticket, but, again, it's not within, within, within the vivid uh, purview. Yeah. Yeah, so i give them a call and see, you know, what I can pretty much get from my and look, day, but... Call Rudy back and let them know what's going on. And, and okay, keep me informed then. on what's happening, if you would. I will do. Thank you. Okay? You got uh-huh. it, my man. Thanks, Corey. Right, thank Thanks you. for listening right. to the show. No problem. Man, that's rough. And I, I was thinking, again, I was thinking in the break, man, I've done this, I mean, at least 10, there's been at least 10 times my friends and I have gone to uh, to Atlanta, the Atlanta Saints. We've always sat in the section with, again, around Atlanta fans with our Saints gear on. Uh, you know, and, and of course we can wait. You know, all you gotta do is wait. You know, until second half, and and after the Saints get the big lead, you know, they start leaving, and you know, then you're in in a in, in a uh, stadium for the Saints fans. But that's normally the way it works out when when the Saints head to Atlanta. All right, thanks to Corey for the phone call. Best of luck. Hope the Saints will will help him out. Uh, let's head to the guest line joining us in the program. He does it each and every week. It's Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Hands down, if you're, a, if you're a Tiger fan and you're not keeping up what's going on with TigerBait.com, you're not getting the latest information on the Tigers. And now with, again, the YouTube uh, page, man, I'll tell you what, uh, it is, uh, it, it is uh, again, not just informative. It's very, very, uh, it's very entertaining as well. And, of course, Mike Scarborough joins us on the program. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good, Eric. But after hearing the end of that last segment, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking dollar signs and and uh, uh, you know and lawsuits. Having, uh, yeah, having cell phone uh, cell phones rolling and and going to the seats wearing the Saints gear and and see what happens and uh, you know get get to, get a house paid for in, in a new pickup truck. I've never heard of such a thing where you cannot wear your team's uh, gear in a certain section of the dome. Look, I've seen, you know, the, the section of the dome where the Saints super fans are, right? If you see, again, the camera panning there, at times there are opposing teams' um, uh, 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 fans there wearing, wearing their, their, their gear. So I've never heard of such a thing. But, you know, it, when you're in Atlanta and you don't have a, a great fan base like you have in New Orleans with the Saints, you have to put in certain rules in a lot of cases because ultimately you know the opposing fan base is going to drown out your fan base. But, again, they should be used to it by now, being the Atlanta Falcons. But here's the thing, Eric. If you're going to a Saints game and it's, uh, you know, you got what, – what if you're just wearing some, uh, some L.L. Bean in some uh, neutral colors and you're sitting there? Are you in trouble that way too? Right. I mean, 
I don't know. It, it, at some point, you're like, okay, do you want to go to the game or not? Sit, you know, sit in the, sit in the stands and don't wear anybody's colors. Are they going to do something to you then? Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, again, uh, at the end of the day, it's the seller's responsibility to at least let the buyer know where the tickets are and that they, there may be a, a – there's a quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, rule that you can't wear the opposing team's color in that section. So, again, not, not after the guy has purchased the tickets and now he'd like to get a refund because ultimately, you know, he doesn't want to sit in, 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 a, in, in a section where he is not allowed to be able to wear his team's gear. Right, right. And I've never heard of that before. I mean, to tell people what they're going to – look, I've seen a lot of people wear a lot of freaky things, you know, whether it be LSU games, Saints games, whatever, okay? Uh, I've never heard of, again, uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, a prohibition on, on what you're going to wear unless it's, again, something that uh, is risque or, you know, or, or, or can border on illegal. <laughs> I'm sure there's uh, people in the Superdome uh, a row or two behind the guy that wears the big whistle thing on his head. Right, whistle monster? Yeah, they're, they're, I imagine they're not too happy with their view it, it, during games. Well, and I think that if you sit in that section, that super fan section, you know they're standing the entire game, and you know what you're what you're in for at that point. You know, uh, the the right. thing with Corey is Corey had no idea that they were they were sticking him in a in, in a super fan section, and uh, obviously he'd like to be in a. Uh, I don't think he's worried about the section, but he'd like to be in at least a, be able to wear what he wants to wear uh, at the game. Because no matter what, you're gonna be surrounded by Atlanta fans because it is game one because they have a chance at game one because it's zero zero. <laughs> Well, I'm still rely- I, I just know one thing. I'm relying on you to get me some Bengals Saints tickets. <laughs> that will be the hottest ticket in Louisiana, don't you think? No doubt. I, I, no I, doubt I, around. I, no doubt about it. I can just say this, Mike. I'm so glad you didn't put that game in London. Because I, because I was I, I told the audience a few months back when, when the schedule came out before we knew again where they were going to going to play etc we knew that, that the Bengals would be a home game and then we knew that the Saints were going to London and I thought for sure they would have that game in London and I know a lot of Saints fans are happy that uh, the, I think the Saints fans are happy that the um, uh, the Bengals are playing home I don't know happy how happy the Saints are. Because, again, the Saints get a little sensitive at times when it comes to the opposing teams coming in, uh, being in the Dome, buying up the secondary tickets, uh, you know, and, and going in there showing their colors. This will be Louisiana people who normally back the Saints who will be having Joe Burrow jerseys on. I was told that the Saints were absolutely wanting that game to be in London because they knew exactly what you were saying. And I think amongst LSU fans, uh, the ticket they want second only to LSU Alabama in November is probably that Bengals Saints game. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. And uh, no, I thought it was going to end up in London. I really did. I'm surprised it was not. So it'll be interesting to see again how that plays out. But I'm telling you right now, I, they're already bracing for it. They're bracing for a a, a dome that's going to have uh, probably as many Saints jerseys out there. I won't say overwhelming, but when when you look at opposing teams coming in. You'll have actually people from Louisiana that will be wearing uh, that, the, you know, that Bengal number nine. Yeah, and look, I don't know what, uh, what, what week is that again? Uh, that is uh, week. I got it right here. Hold on. Uh, that is week six. That's October the sixteenth. Okay, so it's still early, but you know, if 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 one team, uh, if the Bengals look like they're uh, going to be right back where they were, and and you know. Uh, Buying for a Super Bowl spot, and maybe the Saints are struggling, and you've got some lukewarm Saints fans that are mainly there for Joe Burrow. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic in that in that Superdome. Oh, I, look, I, I know the Saints are bracing for it. They got to be because they, they're, they're very hypersensitive when it comes to that stuff anyway. I mean, Peyton used to get really pissed off when, uh, again, season ticket holders, and I'm, I'm a season ticket holder, right, would sell their tickets on, on the open on the open market on the third party. And, of course, you know, you'd have more Giant fans than Saints fans. You'd have more Eagle fans than Saints fans. Or in a contingent of, and then, and then um, I wouldn't say more than, but you'd have a contingent of, but again, when the Saints would fall behind, they'd get loud. And then you'd think to yourself, wait a minute, it's a home game for the Saints, but you're hearing all this cheering for the opposing team. So, I mean, no, it, it used to upset Peyton, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, wait, hey, I wanted to any, ask you. Any idea when that's going to kick off? Is that a noon? That is a noon kickoff as of, as of right now, but it, it could be flexed. Man, I, could be flexed that, to that, a that, could that, be flexed to a later a, a later kickoff. It, it won't be it won't be a night kickoff, but they could they could possibly move it to three o'clock. I think well, that's week that six. Good. I think that's the I think that I think it's either week six or week seven now, where they can start to 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 move the games around. It's a little bit earlier than it normally is. Normally, I think they it's like week that, ten. If they move that to a three, that, that even more that uh, Katie bar the door on that one. Oh, especially with all with all the tailgating. Yeah, you won't be able to be able to determine a Saints fan from a Bengal fan because of those that will be dressed in borough jerseys, no doubt about it. That's for sure. Yep. And I wanted to ask you about, about the, uh, the, the tournament coming up in Hattiesburg this weekend, LSU taking on Kennesaw State. Um, it looks as though on paper this is a pretty nice regional for, for LSU. Uh, well, you know, in, in turn, the, the fact they couldn't at least host one, they put them in a regional where man, they have, might have a chance to advance. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I look, man. The, the the issue you have is Southern Miss really does have some very good front line pitching. Yes. We saw Jacob practice today, um, and so you know what's what's going to happen with Doherty, uh, uh, um, what What's the lineup going to look like for LSU? Um, I, I'm talking to some Southern Miss uh, people. Um, a lot of them are kind of skeptical of. Uh, their ability to get out of a regional, they, they, they've seen themselves uh, be the favorite and, and host and, and not get out of, uh, out of their, uh, their own regional in the past. Um, but, I, you know, I'm watching Kendall Rogers and those guys do their uh, national D1 baseball podcast, and, and all three of their experts uh, pick Southern Miss to, to close it out and, and actually win it. So we'll see. Uh, you know, it's a full artificial turf stadium. Um, a little over 4,000 uh, capacity. And um, I've got friends that have uh, been peppering me uh, for tickets. That You want to talk about a tough ticket. Uh, I don't know what it is today, but, but two days ago on StubHub and elsewhere, uh, those were going for over $600 a piece. Wow. For a baseball regional. Crazy. Yeah, right. Well, that's that, that would look. And no disrespect to Southern Miss, who had a great season and was deserving to host. But man, when you got a chance to have a ten thousand seat stadium where you can put more parties on, you know, uh, in in the stands, uh, I, I just I question the NCAA again by not allowing LSU to be able to host, uh, especially again after rebounding like late like they did in the season and then winning at least one game uh, in in the uh, in the SEC tournament. I think I, I, had they not ran out of gas and beat Kentucky, a, 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 you know, play, when they played them again, I, I, I think that they would have been. I think they would have been able to host. 
I mean, that was just such a tough situation with the rain early in Hoover, though. I mean, you know, playing games, again, late into the morning, having to come back the next day. That was tough. That was tough on the team. Oh, yeah, and they were there all week. They had no idea that they were getting, uh, uh, you know, when they would be playing. They didn't know about the bye. Uh, um, you know, but, they, you know, they had already planned to go. And so um, they sat there all week, and then their first two games were in and after, in and after midnight. No gas left. You know, one thing you and I, one thing you and I have talked a lot about is NIL over the last few, last uh, you know few months. Um, your your buddy Jack Dusay just just had a uh, interview with Brian Kelly, uh, in which again he talked about uh, that there could be some changes to the NIL laws soon. Um, can you have any insight into that? Well, you know, I I, I know what Brian Kelly said, and then I saw what uh, Sankey said. Uh, yesterday and right. and you know it's one of these deals where you've got every state legislature making their own laws some of them are close to each other some of them aren't um you know and then what, do, what are you going to do uh uh nationally and then how do you correspond that to your own league's rules and and uh, it, it just still looks like it, it, it's a mess and then if you try to get congress involved uh, then all of a sudden, like he was saying, you know, you're, you're up against uh, uh, <laughs> giving 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 away the uh, the, the house uh, as far as uh, you know them their independence. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It, it's, well, I mean, uh, we we know that Patrick Connick has a bill that's going to be it's going to go through the legislature. We already got there. Uh, now again, Governor Edwards is probably going to sign this, and, and supposedly this is the this is the. Uh, when you start looking at NIL, this is the best possible thing for LSU and state schools in terms of the NIL uh, because it allows the university to facilitate the NIL deals. Right. Do, and Do you uh, agree with that? I, I don't know that. I'm sure the coaches like that. Maybe they, or Maybe I'm wrong and they don't. I don't mm-hmm. know that it, I don't know that they should be involved in it. Right, because but, again, it also again alleviates some limitations on boosters, you know, and 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 then also there's a confidentiality part of this as well when it comes to NIL deals. So those things don't have to be made public now in the state of Louisiana. Well, yeah, uh, that, 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 that's nobody's business. The, the only person's business it is is is, is the. Uh, the two parties involved in the IRS. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. And, of course, basically, again, but, I mean, again, we also know that when, when you're looking in this realm of NIL, uh, the arms race that it is, in a lot of cases, you want to be able to show that, again, that you're either, again, right in the ballpark when other teams are paying or, again, you know, uh, or in some cases maybe leading the pack. So I'm interested to see, again, how that kind of plays out here. I know this was a bill that, again, was crafted by, 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 uh, by, by Senator Connick with a lot of influence on, again, what they wanted to see at LSU so they could make this thing work. Yeah, uh, and Brian Kelly is, is, uh, is extremely intelligent. Um, I would love to have been a fly on the wall when he sat down with, with people like that. Um, yeah, so, no, no doubt. Well, hopefully this is going to make it, it an even an – e- well, I don't want to say an even playing field because, look, you mentioned this when this first started. It's going to be hard for LSU to be able to compete, compete with the Texas schools because, again, the deep wall pockets that they have. 
But again, some way to be able to corral uh, those businesses or businessmen or women who want to get involved in NIL. So again, that you have that uh, on your Rolodex that you can go in and say, hey, such and such, we have a player we'd like to like to be able to you know, put you in touch with that, again, maybe you can help them with the name, image, and likeness, that, that type of situation, being able to help facilitate those deals. Yeah, I um... – they, they, they've got a lot of work to do. And, and then, you know, if you're not going to have a uniform uh, way of doing things from state to state, and then how, how often in the future are you going to have uh, state legislatures going back in and amending things to try and give their state schools an upper hand uh, to, to, to make the laws either more lax or, or, or more of a free-for-all than other states in order to attract guys, because you've got to believe, um, you know, th- 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 anything that passes now, that ain't going to be uh, the, the, what you're working from five years from now. This mm-hmm. thing's going to be a continual uh, uh, amended process um, because you're going to see, oh, is that what they're doing over in Colorado? We better do that too. Sure. No, that's, I mean, look, I know that Louisiana's looking a lot at what Florida did when they crafted their bill. So, again, it is a copycat situation. And, look, Mike Scarborough with us for a couple more minutes. Mike, when you look at this situation, it just goes to show you how toothless the NCAA is. You know, to basically just throw that out there with really no rules, regulations, wild, wild west, and then now they're trying to claw it back, but, but, but maybe trying to do that on, uh, through, through a congressional-type uh, situation with, again, a federal law rather than, again, having it within the bylaws of the NCAA, which, you know, I don't know if Congress is going to be able to bail them out on this. Well, yeah, you know, I, I I think probably in this situation, it's just like anything else that we deal with uh, dealing with government. Uh, you're better off uh, with the the governing body that's closest to the to to the problem. And so, is it it is it, uh, it more likely that Sankey in the SEC is going to come mm-hmm. up with a better solution in dealing with the member schools of the Southeastern Conference, and in turn? those schools dealing with their state legislatures throughout the South. And so now if you got Texas and Oklahoma coming in, that pretty much blankets the whole southern uh, hemisphere mm-hmm. of, the, of the country. Right. Yep, no, no doubt about it. Mike, always appreciate the time you give us each and every week. We'll check in with you again next week. Tell us about Tiger Bait, what you got coming up, and how folks can subscribe. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Uh, didn't do a live show last night. Doing it tonight, 8 o'clock. Going to be talking a lot of recruiting. Uh, uh, Football camps start tomorrow. Uh, Going to be a busy month of June in recruiting and talking about NIL. Uh, I'm not seeing where any of these NIL issues are affecting LSU's ability to track big-name prospects to come for official visits. A lot of uh, big-name official visitors are uh, going to be coming to LSU uh, during the month of June, and some of them start arriving tonight, including uh, the number one uh, JUCO wide receiver in the nation. Beautiful. Mike, we'll check in with you next week and find out how that turned out. As always, we appreciate your time. All right, Eric. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Make sure, again, you become part of, again, uh, uh, Tiger Bait and with the great great stuff they're doing, especially if you're a Tiger fan. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. Doesn't matter when. Told you the other day, Memorial Day, uh, about the uh, middle of the night, the, uh, the, the AC uh, broke down. Uh, it was a capacitor. It just was something very, very simple. But I called Burkhardt about 9 in the morning. They were, they were at my house by noon. They were gone by 1230. 
And, and of course, I don't know, looking for the part, had the part on the, on the truck. I mean, it was a very simple process and got us up cool, getting, getting cool. Look, if your AC breaks down, go with the pros. Go with the companies. I can give you the runaround. Not going to gouge you. Not going to cheat you. Not going to manufacture again a, uh, a, a, a part that needs to be replaced. Doing only the work that's necessary. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery, as well as the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Oceana's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, of course, the rest of the restaurants are open up for lunch and dinner, and they are open late. Which, again, New Orleans' uh, uh, finest uh, Cajun Creole cuisine. Get out there and check out uh, the great menu. Grab yourself a bite or a cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Les East of CrestedySports.com. Don't move. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season and save big on all designer suits for him. Find jewelry to complete any look. Tag Ridgefield luggage sets and so much more. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. Sign up for free at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Look out for an accident on 10 eastbound at the Almanasta Louisa exit. And delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power. And then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays that are solid on 10 westbound from just past City Park to the airport. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge and on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up along the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Hey, don't forget about my friends over at uh, Southern Tire. If you're looking to add more ground clearance, enjoy new terrains, want to improve your ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV, Southern Tire has the answer for you. Their lift kits uh, are, are second to none. They are the lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy driving off-road, Southern Tire has a lift kit for your vehicle. Uh, their suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and, of course, performance of your vehicle. They are the experts. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. Again, ASC certified technicians. The law, again, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealerships, and you get it all at Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, uh, Southern Tire open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. Uh, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. You go to southerntire.com to find out all the services they provide to their customers, and truly including lift and leveling kits. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. What will put you and your love on cloud nine this June? It's Diamonds Direct's most amazing offer this year. Right now, for a limited time on any purchase, get the best price, pay nothing down, and get five years zero interest financing. If you've been swooning over that $5,000 designer ring, right now it's only $85 a month. $3,000 diamond studs, just $50 a month, and they're yours. Don't miss this special limited time financing event exclusively at Diamonds Direct. Get details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. Don't forget about my friends over the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, also the Hideout Bar. And, of course, in the 205 uh, block, to the 200 block of Bourbon Street, 205 is Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. As you walk into the restaurant, large, beautiful windows that overlook Bourbon Street do some great people watching there. Uh, toward the back of the restaurant is a beautiful New Orleans, uh, French Quarter-style uh, courtyard, authentic, uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. You can have cocktails there. You can dine. The second and third floors, uh, you have private rooms with private uh, restaurants, but guess what? Connected to two Bourbon Street balconies on the second and third floor. You can have your next event there. You can dine there. Of course, again, a great menu that includes Cajun Creole cuisine, uh, fantastic cocktails by some of the best mixologists we have in, in all the city that work for the Oceana family of restaurants. It's the perfect night for a date night, perfect place for date night, closing a business deal, maybe out with friends, family, uh, doing a little celebration. Uh, to find out more, go to nolacookery.com because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Joining us on the program now is uh, Les East, award-winning journalist uh, with CrestedEastSports.com and Saturday Down South. And, of course, he has a fantastic book as well. Les, welcome to the show. Thanks for your time, as always, my friend. Sorry for running so late. 
No problem, Eric. Good to be with you. Before we get started, again, I say this, I've uh, been saying this a while now because we are in that season where a lot of folks take vacation. They head out to, again, maybe the camp, maybe, again, uh, heading out to the beach, and uh, maybe they're looking for some, something to read. Tell us about your book. It would be a great uh, opportunity for them to check that book out during, this, uh, during the summer months. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It's uh, called uh, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a uh, political novel, uh, deals also with the media, and has a lot of sports uh, references throughout the book that I think folks will find interesting. They can get it at all the major online platforms, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, et cetera. So hopefully folks will check it out at the beach or elsewhere. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, you know, if you have to sit in the airport waiting on the plane, you know, it's a great time to be able to check it out as well. Um, Leslie, you were at Saints camp uh, two weeks in a row for OTAs. Just overall, the Dennis Allen has taken over as the head coach. Uh, just give us your impressions. Do you feel anything different when you walk into camp now? Is it? I mean, you don't hear the bellowing voice of Sean Payton, but just the overall vibe. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, – Dennis was asked a couple of questions today kind of uh, re- relating to putting his own mark on on the, the work that's being done out here as he gets ready for his first season. And I thought he had uh, a, a very sensible response to it, it, essentially saying without using these words, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's not trying to he said, "Why we've had a lot of success here. Why would I change for the sake of change? Okay, so he's saying that there's a process they go through that Sean Payton established that he's been a big part of uh, since he's been here in two different tenures. And uh, so he's going to follow, in general, the way they've approached things in the past. And yet he, he may present a message to the team in a different way because his personality is somewhat different than Sean Payton's, but fundamentally they're going to do things the way they've always done them because they've been very successful doing that. And what that told me was that he is a guy who's uh, very comfortable in his own skin and he doesn't feel like I have to distinguish myself from Sean Payton. He has enough common sense to realize, hey, I got a really good thing that I'm inheriting here uh, I don't, I'm not going to mess it up. I will find ways to tweak it to fit my own approach, my own personality. But I'm only going to do it when it makes sense for how I want to do things. I'm not going to do it just to show that things are different under me than they were under Sean Payton. You know, I want, I want to say this. I want to say it in the right way. The Saints are almost blessed in a way. The fact that Dennis Allen went to Oakland, had a chance to be a head coach, even though, again, he did under a horrible organization, and, of course, he failed there. Uh, Knowing again, you know, uh, but getting a chance to be a head coach and seeing the difference between, again, how one one particular entity operates that, again, has not been very, very successful in recent years and one that, again, that has had continuous success. So from that standpoint, even though, again, he's not a rookie head coach, at least he's gotten the opportunity to see the other side. And maybe that's a lot of the reason why he's trying to keep that continuity together. Yeah, I I think it can be a good thing for the Saints that uh, he's already had an opportunity as a head coach. Obviously, the the one loss record there was not very good, and and that that doesn't 
tell you that he's going to be a good head coach because he wasn't a particularly good one the first time. But you learn by doing stuff, especially with a, a job as challenging as head coach in the NFL. And I don't think there's any question that he's far better prepared for this opportunity than he was when he took the job in Oakland. You make a good point that the the organization he has been with for most of his career, the Saints, is a much better organization than the Raiders were at that time and probably even better than they are now. Mm-hmm. And so he's been able to see how to do it right and how it's not done right, and he can apply both of those. And remember, in between there, he was defensive coordinator in Denver under John Fox, who was a very successful head coach with a very good organization. Mm-hmm. So his time with the Saints, his time in Denver, and learning from the mistakes he made in Oakland and the mistakes of those around him, I think all have helped prepare him for this opportunity. Now, we'll see how successful he is, but certainly he seems well prepared to succeed with what is a very good opportunity. First-year head coaches don't often come into a situation as good as the one the Saints offer right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I mean, I got the roster in front of me and the depth chart. And I mean, I was telling um, Ross Jackson a little bit earlier, you know, I look at this thing maybe a couple times a week and, you know, I, I look at it, I see this is a, a team that has a tremendous amount of depth, quality starters across the board. Uh, so, yeah, he, he inherited a pretty good situation, no doubt. I did want to ask you, uh, the, the, the no-shows, because you've been doing this, um, you know, again, you're one of the senior members of, of the uh, sports media here in this town. You've been covering this team for a long time. Uh, there's not support, supposedly right now not 100% participation. Um, do you think it's an issue personally? And, and second of all, have they differentiated between those that are there that are maybe rehabbing as opposed to those that are there that are working out in, in, in full view of the media every Thursday when y'all have been there? No, I don't believe they've come out and and confirmed who is there uh, on a rehab basis. And, and of course, we see who's on the field, at least who's on the field on Thursday. And I assume it's the same on Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the two prominent ones that we know are here rehabbing but not on the field are Michael Thomas, and uh, Peyton Turner. In fact, Peyton was uh, Peyton Turner was in the locker room last week and talked to some reporters. And we know Mike Thomas has been here. They're rehabbing, uh, trying to get healthy, but they're not on the field. Uh, I believe it's maybe around a dozen players who are not here. Again, it's voluntary, so there's nothing. They have every right not to be here. If they choose not to be, Dennis Allen says he's spoken to everyone. He knows why they're not here. He has no problem with it. I really don't think it's a big thing. You know, these OTAs sometimes get overblown because we're so desperate for news Mm -hmm. on the Saints at this time of year. But this is really just walkthroughs, glorified walkthroughs, where they remind veterans and introduce newcomers to how they do fundamentals yes. and the speed at which they practice so that when training camp starts, they hit the ground running. So this is very limited in scope, and I don't think any absences at this point are significant because I don't think any of them have anything to do with a contract issue or a problem right. with the player. Just some of them have chosen to work out on their own, and a lot of them are veterans who know what they're doing. 
based on what you've seen in the short time, and of course we want to preface this again, they're not in full pads and they're not hitting. Any of the newcomers or even, again, guys that are holdovers really stuck out to you? Oh, not a whole lot. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, Chris Olave, the number one pick, uh, stands out when you see him on the field. You can see why they traded up to get him in the first round. Uh, a couple of different people have used the, the term fluid. Uh, he's, he's obviously very fast, and yet he doesn't look like he's exerting himself uh tremendously in order to get up to that speed and he, he carries himself as a professional even though he's a rookie just entering the nfl so you know i would say that he's a guy uh who certainly stands out uh, w- when you watch them on the field but uh they haven't been a whole lot of people because it's really difficult you certainly mm-hmm. can't tell linemen uh because no. there's no, no blocking and tackling going on right so I would say Chris Olave would be the one guy you would want to single out. Just a quick change of, uh, of pace here for us um, uh, before we let you go. Uh, tonight, game one, NBA Finals, uh, Boston at Golden State. I thought the Eastern and Western Conference Finals were a bore. I'm hoping again for a really great finals. I believe it could go seven games. What are your, what are your thoughts on, 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 uh, on, on this series? Yeah, I think it could go seven also. I, I would say – that from the start of the playoffs until now, the, the Warriors have clearly been the best team in the postseason because they finally got their big three playing together uh, reasonably healthy. Uh, and so they're certainly the team to beat. They also have home court advantage, although that hasn't meant a whole lot in, in a lot of these series thus far. But the Celtics have there, – there's something about the Celtics that's very Celtic-like. And, and this isn't like the Bill Russell Celtics. They're not like the Larry Bird mm-hmm. Celtics. They might not even be like the Kevin Garnett Celtics, but they do have that intangible where they have the heart and the guts to respond when things are most challenging. You saw that with the injury to Marcus Smart right. during the Miami series, coming back and winning on the road in Game 7 after losing at home in Game 6. So I think they have the guts the heart and the coaching uh, to make this a very close series and possibly pull the upset. Though if I had to pick a team, I'd have to go with the Warriors because I just think they're loaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. They definitely are, no doubt about it. And when you get Clay Thompson back playing like he is, uh, again, that's Lanyard for you, no doubt. Let's – why don't you let us know what you got coming up for us uh, at CrestedSports.com, Saturday Down South, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks. Uh, CrescentCitySports.com, a lot of uh, Saints stuff. Uh, I'll be filing something this evening on the the second availability in OTAs, and I'll have a couple of more stories during the off-season program and then a position-by-position countdown to training camp, which I do every year. So I'll be coming up as soon as the mini-camp's over. In two weeks, of course, the NBA draft is just – uh, about three weeks away, so we'll have some Pelican stuff coming up as we get closer to that. And, uh, of course, you're going to want to go on the website with all the stuff going on with the LHSAA. Prep is one of our strong suits, and, of course, Ken Trahan uh, will weigh in on that as well. So lots of stuff to check out there. Yep. Uh, LSU offseason stuff on, on SaturdayDownSouth.com as well and folks can follow me on facebook and on twitter at less underscore east 
Thanks, my friend. Appreciate your time today. Always love when you come on the program. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Eric. That's LessieScrestleySports.com. Don't forget, if your AC breaks down, think Burkhart. Doesn't matter where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, or West Bank. They'll be there quickly. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season and save big on summer style essentials like 50 to 60% off all designer suits for an effortless touch of cool, 40 to 75% off fine jewelry to complete any look, and get ready to jet set with Tag Ridgefield luggage sets just $74.99. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up for free at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusion supply. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. I love my Charmin Super Megaphone. Sure. Charmin's got my booty believing. 
Charmin Super Mega Roll is six regular rolls in one. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Want to save lives locally and support Ukraine? Just donate blood this month. Giving with the Blood Center ensures your blood goes to help the patients in our community. And if you ask for your donation to support Ukraine, the Blood Center will make a financial gift to relief efforts. Visit thebloodcenter.org for more details and schedule your donation today or call 886-BLOOD to learn how your business, civic, or religious organization can host a blood drive. That's 886-BLOOD or thebloodcenter.org. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our title sponsor on a fry on a Thursday, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Open seven days a week. Open late. Get out there and enjoy a meal or cocktail at the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, I want to thank all of our great sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsor. Sponsor our program. As always, please, again, support those sponsors. Thank you for doing that. I want to thank Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Mike Scarborough, Les East for joining us in the program, Rudy for producing. Coming up on uh, WLA-TV at 6 is Inside New Orleans Sports. Garland Gillen is my guest. Coming up on here on 106.1 is the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Ken Trahan and Michael Green. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Kitchen of Governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier 